Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to a brand new episode of Energize, brought to you by Forged Irish Stout. Ross, are you intoxicated or something? Introduce the guest, man. Today we are bringing you the UFC bantamweight from Ireland, everyone's favorite lock round brother. It's Kalen. Kalen, how are you doing, board? Good, lads. How are you? Welcome yeah, not bad, show, not Kaylin. bad. Kalen, uh, you're back booked in UFC Atlantic City. You know, you're repping that that uh, Irish flag for the 135ers. Uh, how much are you forward? How much are you looking forward to getting that job done in there? Uh, I can't wait, lad. I cannot wait to send this into uh, the other night. If you're a football player or you're some like other sport, you might take a loss in the next week. You compete again. You go out and you're back in the win mm. column, and it's you can like move forward. But in fighting. It was September second, the whole way through to March thirtieth. Walk around, in my in my opinion, I walked walk around a loser like that. You're only as good as your last one, so that's uh, that's not easy. It's good, but it's a, it's a good it's a good one way when you're training and stuff, but it's not easy. So really, 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 really looking forward to compete. I uh, I can't wait, lad. I can't wait. Obviously, you just said there you felt like you're walking around a loser, and uh, it, you've not really been a loser at any stage in your life. Uh, obviously, your fight before that, you were you were lifting world titles above your head. Uh, how much effect did that loss have on your mental health? None, absolutely no effect on mental health. But uh, it was just uh, it's not like I have watched back the Taylor Lapis fight, and I think it's a very good argument that I won the fight. If I'm being 100 percent honest, people talk about damage, but he actually didn't do any damage in round two or three at all. There's no, there is no damage. Like, but if you think you won. I'm not salty. I, it's, it was a close fight. I understand. If you think you will have no arguments, but it's more the performance. Uh, I didn't fight well. Of course, it was a late change, a very different style, which isn't ideal. But still, uh, I didn't. I didn't perform well, and that's just uh, no effect on no 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 effect on my mental health. That, but like uh, just irritating. Just uh, I just want to compete, lad. I want to because I, I, I say I've been out. Training the UFC guys recently have been over in America and stuff. I know my level. Mm. I know how I can handle it. Handle the UFC bantamweight. It's like it's just uh, that doesn't matter one one bit. The gym doesn't matter one fuck. Cage warriors to me. There's like that winning that title is like maybe when I'm sixty I can look back on that. But like at the minute that's man. It's the UFC and it's always been the UFC. You know I'm not here like to mm. fucking be a Mike Perry or a fucking Kevin Holland and people laugh at me in the weigh-ins, but I get. Well, I don't win. That's mm. not that's not what I'm about, lad. So I just want to compete and I want to win. I I I, I want to win. I'm all I'm I'm all business this time. No shit talk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say that. I don't say that, Ken. But it, like in the build up to the last fight, like the way you sold it was just like so entertaining. Like the whole country yeah. was like, like for the people that didn't know you, they were like, "Who's this guy?" And I'm definitely tuning in to watch him. But then obviously you had a, like a short notice, like replacement, like. The, when that happens on fight week before your UCA debut, like, like what sort of goes to your head? Nothing. I was thinking, fuck it, I'll beat him, no problem. So I was thinking in my head, I was, uh, 
I should have known Taylor Lapras, to be honest. I don't know why I didn't know him, because he'd been in the USA. I know every bantamweight, like, regionally and USA. I don't know why I didn't. I don't know why I didn't know him. I should have known him. Uh, I talked to I I was... Well, actually, it was relatively short. It was my USC day. It was five weeks in and of itself. But I had, I had a training camp. I was ready to go. I wanted to compete. When I came to the Tuesday, I was like, fuck it. If you don't bring in Sean O'Malley, I'll fight him. No problem. If I anyone in this division tomorrow, no problem. So yeah. I had no doubts I'd beat him. If it wasn't ideal, in hindsight, I probably should have been more fucking <laughs> nervous for him. But uh, not ideal. Not how I like to prepare. Uh, mm. I, I like very specific. And that's one thing I've taken from Henry out there is how we're doing Kaibon is correct how, how specific he prepared how was preparing for Mirab was really cool really cool to see so when the point like if he's doing this camp for Mirab now you can just automatically switch up in your fight and I don't know different stuff, say fucking Corey Sandhagen it would definitely throw him off you know what I mean like a, mm. it's not ideal but yeah. I was ready to go lad and uh, I was saying the guy rung and he missed weight on the he, he rung because he never he signed a fight for UFC Bantamit, but he had never fought Bantamit ever. This guy I'm fighting has never fought a Bantamit. <laughs> His Instagram bio at the minute we were saying is UFC Featherweight. Yeah. <laughs> He's come down from lightweight on this contender series at Featherweight. He looked like death warmed up. Like, I don't know, is it going to happen mm. again? I hope not, but if it happens, it happens. You know what I mean? At least, at least you'll be used to it then. Yeah, and that that is one thing. Uh, kind of touch on like some people. Uh, obviously you showed you know yeah big uh grapefruit balls on you by uh getting in there and fighting <laughs> someone at at, la- at the last minute because like we've seen it before. Like we've seen you know John Jones won the greatest of all time. You know he was supposed to fight Dan Henderson at UFC one fifty one, and then he turned down uh Charles Sonnen uh, yeah, yeah. at last minute. So and again like they're like obviously different skill sets but like they're they were both sort of wrestling backgrounds and he still turned it down because it was a different fight so you know you have to say fair play to you for getting in there with the change but, of opponent and a harder yeah. opponent as well a much harder opponent Jeez, that yeah. last time was a much harder opponent uh honestly i've got two bonuses from the ufc discretionary bonuses like surprised since the part like in the month two months after the paris show for taking it which was cool Two, so they won't talk. No, my coach didn't even know. Like nobody told me about it. It was fucking deadly. Just this is driving the bank out. Woke up and locked at the fucking bank out twice. It was fucking unreal. <laughs> <laughs> one more for the bad guy. <laughs> I. But then I know you've got this fight, and for being honest, honest, Angel Pacheco was tough. Not a looking very tough guy, mm. but he lost in the contender series. Like so, mm. I feel like that decision was the correct decision. Had I have turned down Terrellapolis and then there was two or three fights and was relying on that, I'd have got the Wonder Boy Shadcat treatment. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? 100% no question. So I'm happy I made that decision. I could be sitting here 1-0 with a win over Yanis Gamori, who, by the way, has taken another fight at Bantamweight. What the fuck is that about? Why mm-hmm. would they do that? I could be sitting here 1-0, a lot of hype after beating Yanis Gamori. Maybe get another good fight, keep and then I go down the line and fight someone like a Sanhagen. And I haven't learned the lessons that I learned from the Laplace fight. Mm. I'm uh, better on for it, and I'm very happy it happened. Very, very, very happy it happened. Well, that's that's good to hear. Uh, Kenan, then after the fight, um, you're after going over to train with Henry Cejudo in Fight Ready in Arizona. How did that come about? Uh, so we guys come into Cowboy all the time. There's 
boys co- there's boys in Friday's new boys coming this week. There's three Italians coming for this camp for me now from for, from Bellator. Uh and there's a guy in who's like a mutual friend, Tyshawn Williams. He's a division one all American. He's five and pro now, I believe, from over in MMA at Masters. And he was training over there. And uh he was talking about how Cejudo's taking him in for Mirab and stuff, and it was like a back and forth. And then he got, then I was streaming him, and he got Santino on to me. He's like, you want to get this guy in, basically. And uh, that just came, then I started matching Santino. I was like, could you, could, could I come and stuff like this here? And then I did, and they put me in a, lad, they were so, it was, like I, my expectation for a gym like that was, I'll go out there. It's probably if you're like if you're a welterbit or something, it's probably Killcliffe. If you're my size, I'd say that's probably the best gym in the world at the minute. To be honest, some of the names like it's crazy. My expectation was I'll get unbelievable rounds. No one will give a fuck about me. They won't put any time in me, but I'll be pushing myself against UFC fighters all the time. Yeah. I couldn't have been more wrong. It was purely it was the like. Well, first of all, they put me in a house in Paradise Valley for a month, which is fucking nuts for free, which is like, like so good of them. Then I would train. Santino would see how much like I'm actually listening to him. I got want to learn. I'm here with yeah. just open mind. I'm here to just get better. And I would practice what he was doing. So he would put a lot of time in me. The session would end, and then they would take me for one to ones in the evening or one to ones after the class, like one to one coaching. Mm. It was uh, it was unbelievable, lad. And then as I say, there was a lot of UFC guys, a lot of UFC bantamweights and flyweights. Got to show my level to them guys. Got to mix it up and study and just try and just just try and level up lad i'm really happy on it you know what i mean really really happy on great experience one of the things i'm really happy when i went but i'm also now really happy it's done and i'm back with my team and cowboys you know what i mean yeah and then ross the, like henry cejudo is known for known for his coaching and like obviously he's back now he's going to mm. be fighting in ufc 298 but mm. uh he's, he's known for his coaching like uh like so like ross when, when you when you when you saw ken go over there like what, what were your expectations First of all, I thought about like the two personalities going toe to toe because uh, yes. you know you have you have the the king of cringe versus like one of the realest guys you'll ever meet. Like you know, Caleb, Caleb tells how, how he sees it. You know what I mean? So I was like, I wonder how they get on style wise. But I always knew. Uh, say what you want about uh, you know Caleb uh, Colin Strait. You know what I mean? Uh, and I've heard it from people who aren't his coaches. They say he's a tough motherfucker, and they say he works hard. That's the two things I always hear when I hear yeah. coaches talk about Caelan Lockran. Yeah. And uh, I knew if he's going over there, he's going to put in the work. And like you said, he wants to be a sponge over there. So I, I was buzzing to see it. Um, yeah. Did you did you get to get many rounds in with with the the champ champ? <laughs> Not too many because getting he's very specific to him. But uh, mm. it was good because the first day I landed, I goes when. When we sparring, like when we sparring, like it was because <laughs> I, I, he, he was one of my favorite fighters ever. Like I didn't say it to him in person. Like, and we would sat there and we're talking about who's the greatest of all time, and he wanted me to say him, but I didn't. Say <laughs> him. I made an effort to I even said Demetrius, but I was kind of thinking you are one of the best. He is one of my favorites. Yeah, but uh, this is going truth. I, I landed. I goes that when when we sparring, he goes, oh, you don't want this smoke. You don't want this smoke, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for like three days then i was just he'd be he got he got quite thick to be honest because he was like one day he was like facing his coaches and i was coming down doing the class and i was i just kept pointing to the keys and go let's go let's go and he's getting thick on me but uh no it's a lot to take and even uh conversing with a guy like who's been through what he's done watching him drill watching him leave the mat go to his s and c now he, he uh 
he was good to me now and and uh they all were the coaches it was uh really like Sampino and the boxing coaches and all through those guys that were good and then the guys he had in for Marab, the Olympic Olympic wrestling stuff, I got good rounds with them guys. I was in with UFC Bantamites every every day, so now it was it was good, but uh glad very glad to be back team cowboy and preparing for this guy, you know what I mean? Very, very glad to be back team cowboy. I've got two questions for you, Kellen. Like, first yeah. one is, would you go out there again to train? And second of all, did Henry give you one of them cushions with your face on it? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. Uh, I would definitely, I will go out again, one hundred percent. But I'd say I'd, I'd want it. I'd want it to be a distance from from a fight. If I'm going to be honest, I like preparing how Colin Hart prepares. Uh, a lot. Some people just find a click, and I have my click and cowboy mm. on four corners. But uh, no, he didn't. But he, 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 to be honest, he's not. He's quite. He's quite civil in person. So he is. He's not really like that. He's not really like that. Uh, he's not going to be walking around with fucking cushions, is he? <laughs> the, the, the 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 cringe only comes out during fight week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm a big fan of him, and uh, mm. you can see this. Some of the like the the effort he puts in to prepare for a fight is. Uh, Ahead of the game, ahead of the game, like uh, Colin was always on the tell and Tom to like source guys from around the world. And so he was paying them boys good dough. And he, I was living with him like it was crazy. So uh, now he's he's in the position he's in through hard work and intelligence. Like it's no fluke. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, like no one ever doubts his work ethic as well. Like you don't yeah, become yeah. an Olympic gold medalist and then a champ champ. He doesn't train well. like me, like, but he trains hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love it. Um, did the team Cowbone recently get done up as well, Kale? Oh, I completely brand new. So we've come together with four corners, but that's been about a year now. So like mm. uh, John Gillies, you may see like Liam Harris and all these guys come in the gym strike, but uh, they've doubled in size. So we had one like huge floor. They literally doubled it. They bought the floor beneath the mat is. The setup is like literally amazing, like amazing setup. One of the, it probably is the best gym I've ever been in. Uh, but I, it's been going out since with Christmas. The literally doubled the size of ours. Class, class setup now. Like, yeah, no, it looks great. Yeah, it, it's unbelievable. Uh, Baz, I need to know this. We we're talking about it on air. You were asking Kaylin what he preferred, and there was a reason behind oh, it. Yeah. And I was in the dark. So, what's this all about? Oh yeah, I actually nearly forgot Ross. So fair play to you. No, um, from watching Kaylin's stories on his way home from Arizona. Oh. God, Kaelin obviously booked in. He obviously booked in uh, to fly to Manchester. So I asked Kaelin, "Where is his favourite Manchester in England or in America?" <laughs> Can you tell us the story? My answer, both shitholes. I said, "I fucking." Do you know what it was? That I was fucking. I was going to start first week of January. I don't know what day it was. The fourth or something. I was going from Dublin. I was coming straight from Christmas, Dublin to Phoenix, Arizona. So I went, I booked it, and I went Dublin to Cle- like Charlotte, Cleveland, this wee tiny shit airport. <laughs> Charlotte, Cleveland to Phoenix, happy days. And on the way down, I was in about a loud direction, going to Dublin. And my mom's like, oh, fuck, you need, a, you need to get your left home for American Customs or your flight home to prove you're not like, staying legally. So I booked it, bought a Google of fucking Phoenix to Manchester. So there it was, fucking Phoenix. To this be same shit airport Charlotte Charlotte to Manchester. I thought fuck I'm saving myself a couple of hundred quid here. I ended up in Boston. Had to spend an extra day in Boston, then cost me a fortune I got from Boston to fucking Manchester, England. But 
We made it anyway. Bad mistake, Ah, oh. hey? oh, Karen, like that, that was that, that that was as we would say sloppy. But uh, a costly error, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, stop! I'll tell you, cost a few quid as well. Mm, costly, stupid. Uh, sure, look, did you get a few rounds in with Sean Brady while you were there? No, do you know where I did go though? Peter Welch's gym in, in Boston. So I've actually looked, I've been looking to go there for about fucking 10 years. So it actually, every cloud is a silver lining. It was deadly, it was a deadly, deadly gym, deadly to see it. Most expensive yeah. training day of your life. It literally, it literally cost me about a grand to go to that gym, but it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable stuff unbelievable stuff but uh Caleb, tell us this what do you know about your your opponent this time out and uh does he offer you much i know obviously he fought in the contender series he's lost probably very lucky man to to be get, getting an opportunity to fight someone like yourself um i'm owen one lads i'm in no position to be calling out sean homali or marab delashvili i am um, i said it i'm a loser here tonight that's my mentality towards this i have to win i think it's mm. the way i should be approaching it honestly like should i should i be losing this kid no i should not be losing this kid should i have a tough fight with this kid no has he got holes yes is he a beatable Yes, but I'm an own one, lads. I listened to actually listened to interview him, and he's a bit disrespectful of me. I thought, come on here, lad. Like you, I've earned my place here. Have you truthfully earned? You got your best attribute was he got. A, he's good at getting a fucking hiding in the kids, <laughs> in the contender series. But uh, I'm own one, lads. I'm just here to win. Do you know what I mean? I'm here to fucking start the show what I can do and. Uh, I have never been. Uh, I, I, I'm like measured. But coming after coming home and being with UFC guys every day and seeing how fair some of the best some of the best bandmates there are, I've never been more confident in my life. I've got like a buzz about me in the gym at the minute. I just I'm happy. Um but I'm also very, very, very aware that I'm own one and I have to show it on fight night. So I can be the best in the fucking world the next eight weeks. What matters is March thirtieth. At about eight PM Atlantic City time, and I I'm gonna shine. I'm going to shine. That's it. Yeah. No, we we agree. Like uh, that's why people tune in now have to make sure mm. to check out Kevin fighting on March thirtieth in Atlantic City, and also Reese McKee's gonna be in the card as well. So like Irish Irish are gonna be glued to this one, Ross. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, m- my final question for you, Kevin, is: uh, Do you have a walkout tune, and will the UFC actually bother to play it for you this time? <laughs> Do you know what? I don't hold that to you. See, if I had a one, that'd have been the best promotional tactic ever. If I had a, <laughs> that, that no walk out, that'd, that'd have been that'd have been so sick. But I, I'm going with dreams, cranberries. I was, I was meant to be the walkout originally, but uh, <laughs> do you know what? Lad? I, I that was that was the best experience of my life. Like, see, sitting when I was home at Christmas, and I was sitting me like at, at the bar talking yeah. about fucking that walkout. Like twenty thousand people is, I'll take that to the grave. Like so. Oh, I actually thought you did it on purpose at the time. I was like, I was like, I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, that was such a cool move. Like, what a move! I know. It would have been so much cooler if I had planned it, but I honestly didn't. I didn't know what was happening. Yeah, I thought it was like the way. Remember Darren Till? He was fighting. Was he fighting? On the he Apex. Fighting... He fought Whitaker I... at the Apex. I think that was that yeah. one, right? Was that Mike the Apex? Are you Mike sure that was in the Apex? Yeah. Yeah, it was no, definitely. He did because the Apex. No, it was enough fight oil. No. It was fight oil. No. Yeah, yeah. So there was no fans there. So there was no. You didn't walk out any tune. Well, Kaelin, you're obviously a very busy man. We like uh, we want to thank you for coming on the show. Like uh, you know, myself and Ross, big fans of yourself. Uh, is there anything else you want to say to the people tuning in that are going to be watching you fight in Atlantic City, bud? 
Uh, no, just tune in and everyone remember what you said when I lost and I'm shit and I'm a bum and uh, I've seen it all. I've seen it all, so uh, keep the same energy. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Can't, can't wait to see it. Then also, actually, one, while you're there, one last shout out for uh, Tiernan, who's making his uh, pro debut next month up in Cage Conflict. What a man. I'm sure you look forward to that one too. Absolutely. Can't wait. Yeah. yeah. Well, Kenan, thanks very much for your time. We're going to let you get on with the rest of your day, okay? Have a yeah, good So, Ross, that was the dawn. Yeah, what a character. Massive fan. Um, look, like I said on, on the show, I'll say that when he's not here as well. You know, he, he talk, you could say he tr- talks trash. I think he actually just gives his honest opinion. I think that's where uh, people don't like it. People are probably not as willing to be as honest as he is. But, uh, you know, like he has the skills to pay the bills. Um, he was phenomenal in Cage Warriors. His last fight obviously didn't go his way, but like he was fighting really, really tough opposition. And look, f- for me, like I can't wait to see go back in there and get the opportunity to right that wrong because uh, I think he's more than capable of mixing up there with the best in the bantamweight division. No, definitely. Um, it, it was just, remember when he came out on stage last time giving the fingers to the fans, the middle finger to the fans? And um, the MMA community, the, like well, a, a lot of fans that check it out, were just like, oh, they hate this guy and hopefully he loses. But like when you when you go out and do something like that, if it doesn't go your way, people yeah. are going to come out for you. But, uh, yeah, but he, I suppose as they say, he's eating the crow. Like you know what I mean? Like he's he's like he's like I'm a loser right now. I'm on one. Like I, I I don't have like a leg to stand on at the moment. So like I just have to go out there and prove everyone wrong this time. You know what I mean? So I I think he's handled it very well, and I don't think he's like I don't think he's actually made very many excuses. I think like when we talk about like opponent changes and style changes and like level of opponent changes and stuff like that, I think we're there saying that like, that's like honesty. That's the, that's not like an excuse or whatever. Cause uh, look, he gave uh, Laplace like an unbelievable fight last time out. Yeah. But the way, see the way he's saying he's a loser. Like, I mean, maybe that's the mentality he has to have going into this camp being like, maybe, mm put himself back in the straight and narrow because obviously he would like before that fight he was lifting the cage warriors title in rome and went on a like a an irish tour almost to uh with the belt and saying he was a loser like i don't see him as a loser at all i'm like like i'm a bit like geez if he's a loser what does that make the rest of most people you know what i mean like he's like like we said his last fight he went and lifted a cage warriors world title over his head in enemy territory as well like that's the absolute opposite loser yeah, well, that's the thing about Ken. They don't call him the bad guy for nothing. But speaking of bad guys, Ross, we have to welcome in the one and only. It's Oban Elliott, baby! <laughs> <laughs> ah, the Welsh gangster is here. The baddest of them all. What's up, and boys? one more for the bad guy. <laughs> Who's the baddest of them all? Oh, it's definitely Oban Elliott. Oh, mirror, mirror on the wall. <laughs> Oban. That fight you had in Dame Wise Contender Series, like I, I stayed up, watched it, like it was uh, on, it was unreal, man. It was unreal. It's fucking like, mad, it? If like, you're gonna put this man, the Welsh gangster, in a coffin, you better nail it shut because if not, he's coming back for you, baby. Exactly. Oh man, tell, did tell I not? What... Did I not say that before the fucking fight, boys? That man, I've heard. About a million fighters come out with the line, and it's always bullshit. I'm willing to die in there. No one is willing to do that. Yeah, except of course for you fucking old are. Old man, nah. idiot. 
exactly. Yeah, of course you are. You win today, you win today. You get clipped and then next thing you know, you're intelligently defending yourself when really you're saying, ref, please make him stop hitting me. Yeah, There's no on, such like... thing as in- intelligently defending yourself. Because as soon as I've, do- I've been there, as soon as you do this, you if you guard up, it's like, well, the ref is like the jumps in. I've been there. Do you know what I mean? Like I did it with fucking, um, yeah, both of my losses. He's like, defend yourself. And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. All right. Okay. I'll defend myself. Fight gets stopped. So that, that one, I was like, fuck this. I'm not letting that happen again. You're fucking having it, mate. As soon as I fucking. <laughs> Man. <laughs> like when you were going back out saying you're willing to die and stuff, the way the camera zoomed up in your face. And the way you got it done, like, what was the emotion like after that, bud? Ev- oh, mate, I'm still riding it now. I I literally just watched it, funnily enough. Um, people were sharing the clip. And, like, fuck me, mate. Literally, I literally stood up. And the reason I did that, I put my arms up, is because he was, like, hanging off the fucking octagon, breathing. So I thought, right, I'll show the judges what the crack is now. So I stood up, like hands out remember like Pereira did against Adesanya mm. where he's like yeah. oh, I'm like that so I just stood up looking at him like this and then he faced me and then I asked what I said to him I'm ready to die boy so I fucking <laughs> was mate I swear to god I would have never have, I wouldn't be able to live with like the the well of course I'd live with it but that the the it would have been a massive there would have been so much fucking anger if that ref stopped that fight I would have been like fuming until I, until I until I got there again you know so yeah and then after then after the fight sorry Ross I'll let you jump in now yeah. after the fight uh, Oban what did did you think you were actually going to get the contract as well because a lot of times yeah, people... I totally forgot that that was even a factor yeah, <laughs> well, yeah what, what... I, was walking, I was walking around there like yes it's good to be here fucking hell it's good to be here it's good to be here and then they fucking walked me around and then the stalls and I was like Oh yeah, this part now, and yep. then she didn't get one next to me. I was like, oh no. Yeah, was, I think it was Daniel Cormier saying that he didn't think that like you were going to get it. He's well, what does book. he know anyway? What does he, he know? Playing double champ knows nothing. Ah, uh, why did he say that? No. Yeah, what did you? Take, what, were you, you like right? I'm definitely getting it. What, what were you have, thinking? He must have. Um, he must have like gone out the bat and got some Popeyes chicken in for the third round or something. No man, I, I was like, he has to get it. He has to get it. Like that was. Yeah, it, I, you know, thought, I think it was because we had you and George on in the build-up, and then the week before George lost, and then the way you came and done that, it was. Um, I was like, you have yeah. to give this is this guy is a real. This guy is a hundred percent a fighter that deserves it after that performance. And I mean, look, it, I guess like I got hit with a big shot, and you know what the DC say? It's like ah, oh, because I. And obviously, I sold myself after in the interview. And he's like, yeah, well, toughness and trying hard doesn't get you a contract. But, like, you've only got to look at, like, the the Sheehan fight right before that. Like, look mm. how good I was in that fight, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, but there's a, so... there's a difference between toughness and then, like, the mentality that you showed in that fight is 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 a different gravy. Like, we've seen people who are... Is that not tough. a bare minimum? Uh, like... I don't think if that was the bare minimum, I don't think a lot of people would actually uh, make it because I don't think yeah. people have the actual mental strength and capacity to eat some of the shots that you uh, and keep on coming forward. No. Well, if they don't, mate, then they don't want to get fucking locked in a cage with me. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah. 
that's that's true. That you is, know what I mean? As, is, as, as the saying goes, that's my bare uh, minimum. That's my bare minimum. As the saying goes, uh, Oban, it's not about how hard you can hit; it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward? That's how winning <laughs> is done. And then, and then look what happens. What's after happening next? You see two ninety-eight in Miami. When when you got that phone call, then Oban, like like, surely you must have been chuffed getting getting on the, a pay per view card. I was I just laughed, because <laughs> uh, yeah, fucking hell, look at it, man. Pay per view debut, Miami. and they told me January, so I was thinking, ah, oh, they're gonna chuck me, they're gonna chuck me in the fucking apex for January, aren't they? Because I'm just a little debutant who like. Nearly got knocked out in his contender series fight. No, straight on the pay per view, straight in the red corner. Fucking great, isn't it? Yeah. Like what a pay per view it is! Like you're on there with you know Volkanovski, pound for pound, one of the best of all time. Robert Whitaker, Henry Cejudo. You know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah, a mad it's... card. Ian Gary's on the card as well. Whether you love him or hate him, one of the most talked about fighters on the UFC roster at the moment. You know what yeah. I mean? So like it, it's an absolute whopper card and. Uh, you know, you have the capabilities, Oban, of seeing the show both inside and outside the Octagon. And I, you know I'm going <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. no, to. They'll, they'll be able to catch it on... It should be It should be on the UC5 pass, shouldn't it? Yeah, hope, yeah hopefully. Yeah, so hopefully it's actually a, it's actually a great time as well for the audience, like, over here it's, in Europe it's to be like checking out. It's like prime time UK time, isn't it? It's like 11.30. Yeah. And the yeah. Fury fight's not even going ahead now, so there's no, there's no chance of anyone missing it. Exactly. Well, they get like the people. And like, in. yeah, you know, this is just this is just what I've always um, expected of myself. Like, and and to be honest, right, I you probably couldn't have got away with saying this uh, um, a couple of years ago because it's such a cliche. But you know who I look up to the most is Conor McGregor because, like, he literally. I'm like step one or step two into the plan that he completed kind of thing. So like I've always like imagined and visualized and believed I would be in this position, right? And like I've got my foot foot on the ladder and I think that's just remarkable the fact that I've even got this far. Like of course I knew it and expected it myself, but if you think about it, right? How many kids sit there and fucking actually achieve what they set out to achieve. Not that many. So, like, I'm there calling my shop from a young age. Of teachers telling me, fucking, I'll do a real sport kind of thing. Listen to school because that sport is nonsense. And now look at me. So, like, in terms of uh, in terms of that, like, you look at, you know. Bro, boys, I can't put it into fucking words. It's nuts. It's nuts. It is nuts. Oban Elliott, shock caller. I'm so grateful. I'm not like, oh, look at me. I'm the man. I should have always been here. Yeah, I am the man, but (laughs) come on. I'm grateful for this. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm grateful for this. I'm not just going to just sit here and and feed you full of bullshit saying, oh, yeah, it's about time. Like, yeah, it's about time. But in the same breath, it's fucking, I'm very grateful to be doing this. Like, of all the MMA fighters that dream of fighting in the UFC, I'm making my debut on a fucking pay-per-view card in Los Angeles, California. This scumbag from a council house <laughs> who used to nick out the fucking shop for his for his lunchtime because he didn't have any change. Oh, look yeah. at me. I know, Owen. We've been following you for ages, but and then, like, 
when you get put straight onto a pay-per-view card, like it, it means yeah. the, the UFC mean business, don't they, Ross? Yeah, definitely. Like they're they're definitely. I put it this way: uh, Val Woburn lost his last fight to Bo Nickel. Uh, like I don't think they're like you know what we'll give Val Woodburn the shot on the pay per view card. I think Oban's the A side coming into this fight. He's the one with the upstart to it. And also, I do think I know you referred to it there that there's like a touch of a Connor like you know similarities to the way Conor McGregor done it, and like he could be an inspirational figure. But like there is something to be said that you know um, at the moment there's only sort of you and Jack Shore flying that Welsh flag in Wales, oh, yeah. and and like at the end of the day, like there's a whole nation in Wales to get behind you guys and mm. make you guys to be big superstars the way the Irish got behind Connor. And 100%. not only that, it's, it's, it's the way they saw the Irish get behind Connor is what made everyone else fall in love with him. And it's the same thing can happen that if it, not only all the Welsh actually get behind you, but if people can see the Welsh get behind you, that's what will turn you into superstar. Cause then the Americans will go, geez, that Welsh fella's a mad bastard. Let's support him as well, and that's 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 what you need. You, you want the American boy in, but it has to come from your hometown boy in first. I guess, yeah, and and they, I think they are going to think that. Mm. Well, same here. There's no, well, look, there's nobody fucking. There's nobody like me, boys. And no, there's definitely not. They're like we 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 must be interviewed thousands of fighters this stage, Oban. I'm like, yeah, you stick and out I'm like not, a sore thumb. I'm not trying to be anyone. It's this is just it's just ha- it's like I open my fucking mouth and I say the right thing that's meant for the fight game. I don't think or read off fucking scripts or anything like that. I'm me. And, mate, I've I've demanded to be here. Do you know what I mean? I've demanded it. And I fucking... I, I messed up in Cage Royals. A little loss here and there. But I never, ever, ever let anything get me down. And I fucking got here. So now I'm here. You're going to need a fucking army to get rid of me. Put it that way. <laughs> you know, it's not going to be, oh, yeah, nah. And I'm on the, you know what I mean? I'm on the, you think I'm going backwards now? You're fucking mad. There's no way. There's no way. It is just, oh, I get fired up talking about it because I'm just, I'm about to do everything I always knew I'd do. And and there's not a fucking man that can stop, that can stop, that can stop what's about to happen. I genuinely believe that, you know? It's fucking amazing. It's amazing. And you as you say for the, the fan base, mm. we fucking Wales played rugby down there, eighty thousand full. Can't get a ticket. So imagine if we can get, you know, the MMA can and it already is, you know what I mean? I'm the fucking I'm the talk of the town. <laughs> so like imagine if MMA can get that kind of popularity, which mm. I hope I can and bring, especially in the valleys and that. It's like mate. I'll have the UFC. Oh, fuck it. Look at me before I meet my debut saying shit like that. <laughs> Get it off your chest, though, man. This is terrible. This oh, is terrible. Oh, man. I won't be impressed with the rail service now if there's not uh, posters of Oban Elliot on the, on the inside and outside of every train. Like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see at the platform. <laughs> yeah, things with me like that. <laughs> I, I want to see you doing it in your UFC gear and like well, side by side in your rail gear. Mate, <laughs> I'm in the oranges, boys. I don't fuck about. Oh, man. Yeah, Look at that, man. Honest working class, man. Like, what more do you yeah. want? What am I going to do now? Just go and tart around wearing fucking Louis Vuitton on tick. 
and get someone fucking taking pictures of me in the gym. I, granted, I've got that. Sash shots, fair play to him, but mate, nah. No, you're smashing. Oh man, you're absolutely smashing it, and you're you're a quality uh, character. Even even when you fought in Cage Warriors in Dublin and you beat like a Team Rhinos, James Sheen. Yeah, like, fans still. Like they, like a lot of the time, like Irish fans would be against whoever they're if they're fighting an Irish person. But after, I think you won over the fans as well, which was great to see. I hope I did. I hope I did, mate. Because like, of all the people to fill in, right? Fucking, you know, James Sheen. What? And it's just as I said, that he's the right guy in the right place. He's at the wrong time. And I hope now he gets the title fight. He actually messaged me the other day, a uh, nice message, and I said, I hope you get the title shot. You deserve it. So yeah, as you say, of all of all the people to fucking. Beat a fight on his own mm. turf, like you know, it happened to it happened to him, which you know, shit happens, doesn't it? I'm sure I've got a fucking ass kicking coming for me at some point. So I'm, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it all comes back around. I'm not stupid. You know Just not Miami, baby. Uh, ah, yeah. Los Angeles. All right, sorry, Los Angeles. Apologies. No, oh, no, mate. mate that's sorry, two nine nine is Miami. Apologies. Sorry, yeah, excuse yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, two nine. Oh, please. Yeah, then uh, Oban, like uh, I know you're, I know you're, like uh, you're very busy, so we'll we'll let you head on now in a second. But the thing is, you're obviously taking on Val Woodburn. What do you actually know about Val? And when you got this name, what were you sort of thinking? Mate, honestly, right? If I could, if I had something to say about him, I'd say it. But um, I just wish I, I. What do I think about Val Woodburn? It could honestly, he he is so he feels so irrelevant to what's going on in my mind right now. You know. Good luck to him, but he's yeah he ain't got a fucking chance. But are we? That's all I gotta say about him. <laughs> Unbelievable, unbelievable. And, uh, and tell us this, obviously you're fighting basically the other side of the world. Will there, uh, will a well charm be traveling across with you or? They will be, yeah. They'll be got like, there's like 30, 30 people coming. 30 gangsters. There's, there's oh yeah. All, all in high vis. Now we're actually going to wear, we're going to wear American flags because of, um, the passing of the late great Apollo Creed. Oh Again. yeah. I love it. Yeah. That, um, I might do something about that, but yeah, there's a lot of people, a lot of the boys coming. My family is coming, my mother's coming, so it's um, mate, it's, it's a this is like the most surreal, surreal fucking every time I wake up, I'm like, what the fuck, honestly, and, too and, good and, to be, it feels too good to be true at this point, it's fucking nuts. I know the odd time Chelsea Sonnen works the desk for ESPN would it, would it be crazy if you saw Chelsea Sonnen over there. And yeah, I think well, what's his name told me the other that uh, Sean Sheehan said that he works the desk for the pay per views. Is that right? Yeah. Well, boys, imagine that. Yeah. What? What? Like, obviously, I'm looking forward to your fight, but I'm also looking forward to the post fight speech as well on the mic. That is going to be pure entertainment. Yeah. Oh, mate. Ah. Oh. There's nothing I could possibly tell you, right? in this podcast right now that is going to do what you will see from myself next Saturday, Justice. It's, you will all sit there and look at yourselves and think, 
Oh my fucking god, he's the man now. This is all I've literally. You can fucking send King Kong in there with me. You can send Godzilla. When you ask me about Val Woodburn, mate, yeah, yeah. he can think whatever. Like whether he thinks I'm fucking looking past him, looking through him, underestimating him. You saw in my last fight what I'm about when it comes to fighting. So couldn't give a fuck what he thinks. You put anyone in there, right? They are fucked. They are absolutely fucked. Simple as that. You can't go up against the Kill me, press. fair enough. Put me there. <laughs> Put me there and bang the nail in the box. And yeah, you'll finish me off. But unless you do that, you haven't got a fucking chance, mate. Not against the champion. Everybody else saw now, you know? Yeah, well, that's why you have to make sure to check out Oban Elliott make his UC debut in Los Angeles at UC 298 on February the 17th. Uh, Say Oban, that again. Say that again. Say that make again. sure to check out Oban Elliott's UC debut on February 17th in Los Angeles at UFC 298. Uh, Oban, is there anything else you want yeah, to say right. to the people tuning in that are going to be watching the Welsh gangster make his UFC debut? I just want to say thank you for for the fucking, for being a fan of MMA and for supporting me, if you even know who I am, uh, for supporting me and for all the people who are fucking fuming fuming and sitting there thinking, look at this bastard. When you watch me walk onto the fucking, walk into the octagon like I fucking own the place. I hope your head's cooked watching me on Saturday. I hope your head is cooked. I hope you sit there jealous as fuck, green in the face, thinking, look at me while you sit on your fucking settee, tamping. The old Ban Elliot is on your screen. That's what I fucking hope for you. (laughs) There you have it, Baz. The man, the myth. The legend. The fucking the Welsh... legend. The <laughs> fucking Oman Elliot, baby. Woo! <laughs> Le champion. Le champion. Oban, <laughs> thank you very much for your time. We'll obviously be in touch with you. Shout out to yeah. everyone that follows up the Oban Elliot train because uh, they always get in touch with us after you come on the show and they're big fans. But yes. thank you very much for your time, Oban. All thank aboard you. the Oban Elliot Express. Let's go. So, Ross, the Welsh gangster. Is he your favourite oh. Welsh gangster? Uh, Oban Elliot, he's such a character. He's just someone I love getting on the show. Uh, you know, we're going to be entertained, and I think if we're entertained, that means the people at home who are watching us are entertained. He is an absolute character. Um, look, I hope he has all the success. Uh, he has the heart of a lion, so can't wait okay. to see it. Yeah, you, can't, you, cannot, you definitely cannot question his heart. Um, also, over the weekend, Ross, Nasruddin Imovov beat the Leeds A boy decision but also on the card we have to talk about meatball and molly mccann she got the victory she got a boy submission and then after the fight she dedicated the win to ryan curtis first of all what you make of molly's win and second of all what you make of the way she dedicated to ryan curtis yeah um first of all the win itself like um like that was an absolutely unbelievable arm bar it was absolutely like sort of technique 101 for it as well Sort of grab the body back towards the hip and put it on there. You know, my my blue belt says it was perfect. Uh, um, so yeah, unbelievable win from Molly. I think she needed it. I think uh, that should silence a, a lot of doubters. I think uh, she her jujitsu got heavily criticised for her last loss, and I think yeah. uh, this time out her, her going and getting the win 
Uh, I thought she looked phenomenal at weigh-ins as well. I thought she absolutely looked shredded. I think 115 yeah. is her weight class. Uh, I think, obviously, she's... Well, she always seems to be shorter fighting at 125. And uh, I think her limbs are a bit on the shorter side of things. So I think at 125... Or 115, she, I think, she is her uh, division, I think, at strawweight. So oh, I'm looking forward to seeing what's next for her. Um, and she is one of those fighters that if she can string three or four wins together, she has the name recognition to go towards a title shot sooner than most. So uh, definitely something I'd be looking out for. And then, I suppose, uh, dedicating the, the win to Ryan Curtis. Like, we all know Molly McCann is an absolute salt-of-the-earth person. Um, she's one of the nice people that we've ever had in the show um she's super sort of blue collar type of character big fan and obviously uh one of her closest training partners is liam mccourt uh liam mccourt is obviously incredibly close to ryan curtis and uh i'd say that's where molly probably met ryan and uh she's a member of the chaos cartel and uh she dedicated the win had the irish tricolor and the uh chaos cartel uh, top there to wear afterwards. So uh, fair play to Molly. Um, that was a perfect weekend. And to top, thing, top things off, 50 Gs in the back pocket as well with a win bonus. Yeah. Um, for people tuning in as well on that card, Kiefer Crosby was actually meant to be on that card. Um, what did... When would you like to see Kiefer out next and against who? Yeah, I think it all comes down to how healthy his back injuries are not. Um I know he's doing a seminar soon for Ryan Curtis in Hulhan Martial Arts. So uh, fair play to Kiefer, another salt of the earth character. Um, I'd love to see him out again soon. Um, I feel like that win for Garimbo is going to excel him. I'm not saying that Kiefer couldn't fight him at some stage. I just feel like that win for Garimbo. And then he was saying he wants to be champion by the end of the year. I don't think <laughs> all of a sudden Garimbo is going to be fighting someone like that. I think he's, he's going to be fighting someone who has a few wins in the UFC. Uh, Kiefer's obviously... Uh, oh, and one he came in on short notice. I'd like yeah. to see him maybe fight Pete Rodriguez, the guy who uh, who Grimbo just fought there. And I think that could be someone of that L could be a nice matchup, a bit like having Kalen on earlier. You know what I mean? He's on one at the moment, so is Kiefer in the UFC. Let's see him uh, fight someone who is maybe 0 and 0 or 0 and 1 or one fight into their UFC tenure themselves. Yeah, <clears throat> I'd agree. And then this weekend, Jack Manson's taking on Joe Poifer. Who do you have actually for this one? Well, I think I'm going to go for Joe Pfeiffer. Uh, me and Barry actually do like picks each week on uh, on who wins. And uh, you have to be like Joe Pfeiffer. So I'm going to pick Joe Pfeiffer this weekend. Baz, you're going to lock me in for that pick already. Uh, he's the man. Um, why not? Although I'm a big fan of Jack Branson. He's been on the podcast a few times. But I feel like when his, you know, when push comes to shove, I feel like for whatever reason, Jack Manson can't seem to get it over the line. Um, look, I'd love to see Jack Manson do it, but I think uh, Joe Pfeiffer has a has a hype train behind him, and it doesn't seem to be slowing down anytime soon. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there this weekend. Um, also, shout out to Palahan, who's fighting in Japan this Saturday as well. He's the only Irish pro competing this weekend. Um, Ross, I'm going to go into some of the energized questions, okay? Um, I'm actually going to start off with could Liam McCourt move to the UFC? Now, there there is a slight issue here now. <laughs> yeah, she is a co-main event at Bellator Belfast, March 22nd. I'm not too sure how many fights Liam McCourt has left on her deal. Um, I think I think there's two questions. Um, 
I think um, can't she make bantamweight? Um, I know um, she fought Manon Faro before in Cage Warriors, and it was 138 pounds. Um, so if she can do that, great. Obviously, she was at the PI with Molly McCann. We saw uh, I saw a great picture of her, Dana White, and Eddie Hearn. Yeah, what a photo. Um, yeah, what a photo. Probably not what uh, the Bellator team are dying to see. Um, but look, Leah McCourt, um, she sells tickets. She's uh, one of the most marketable people Bellator have at the moment. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to see it happen down the line. We've already seen the UFC take Kayla Harrison. Uh, Leah McCourt is probably the next poster girl for PFL Bellator that they have to hand. Um Cyborg is a really strange one because someone else clearly runs her Twitter. And uh, I always feel like where I was like, how many fights does Cyborg have left as well? So, like, I think there's great challenges in the UFC for Liam Court if she did ever make that jump. But again, I'm sure PFL and Bellator will be dying to hang on to her. Yeah, well, the issue is like she's going to be rematching now Sinead Kavanaugh in Belfast. Mm. So, you could, and like Sinead won the first time. So mm. for like could Liam McCourt, she could. Could Sinead, she could. Mm. What do you make of this rematch being made for Belfast? And also Carl Moore is going to be taking on Corey Anderson for the vacant light heavyweight title. Yeah, well, I think uh interesting that Vadim Nemkov has left the promote, well, vacated the belt. Uh I'm not too sure whether he's contractually left the promote or not, but uh obviously Vadim Nemkov was one of the best two oh fivers. I'm pretty sure he beat Ryan Bader, who's the heavyweight champ at the moment. So like obviously fairly elite. Um, and obviously this Sinead Kavanagh rematch um, for Liam McCourt, this is probably the biggest women's Irish MMA fight of all time. We get to see it again. Again, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, look, I think it's it's great for women's sport in Ireland. I think the first match is very competitive. Uh, Sinead obviously injured herself in that first match, so I'd love to see them both healthy. I feel like Leah's gone on to get her biggest win of her career since then. So uh, I'm here for it. Why not? Uh, I, I'm a bit disappointed we're not getting um, Leah versus Cyborg. Uh, uh, title fight up in Belfast. But look, Leah versus Sinead, like, it would have to be a number one contender spot. Two of the top 145-pound women in the world. Let's have it. Yeah, you see, the thing is, Sinead won last time. And then Leah's gone on to become doing loads of broadcasting for the likes of PFL and mm. Bellator and like she's gonna amazing amazing opportunities. Mm. And um even last time when we were PFL Europe, while the event was going on, Sinead was a like, tweeting Leah, like uh, calling her out. So it was all I didn't really, I didn't know they were gonna throw down again, but uh look, it's happened up in Belfast and that's definitely gonna be a big one. Um I'd definitely tell tickets anyway, put it that way. Well, that, that's how it's done. Um, I'm interested to see who else is going to be fighting on this Bellator card. Like, um, I think Karen Clark's probably a cert if he's fit. Yeah, like, will they be bringing in different fighters? Will like the likes of Franz Malambo or um, Dylan Took or? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how much of a crossover of PFL fighters will be able to fight for Bellator and what way that will work. Um, yeah. Also, like, will James Gallagher fight in the card? Obviously. He'd be a massive ticket seller there. He'd probably be the biggest ticket seller um, out of any of them. Yeah. Um, we, will keep you, we will keep you up to date on that as well. Uh, Ross, a, qu- a question was sent in, right? This is an absolute yeah. shit's turn question, right? 
Irish Animal 2 uh, goes, who would win in an SBG versus Team KF tournament without McGregor? Well, I, I, I think it would be depending on what way you'd line, line it up, the, the fights or whatever. But like, if it was like open weight class, you'd have to say SBG Ireland would win because they have the heavier fighters like your Carl Moore, like your Johnny Walker, uh, etc. And like, you know, do does uh, SPG Ireland, you know, draft in the likes of Gunny Nelson into the squad, squad to compete? You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I, I wouldn't really compare the two gyms. Um, Team KF is probably, even if you include SPG Swords, probably around, what, maybe shy of 10 years? Probably a bit less. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, SPG Ireland has gone around 25 plus years, I'd say, give or take. You know what I mean? So, like, I wouldn't really be comparing the two. Um, like, it's I, a bit I, would of like to, I would like to see a card mocked up to see, you know what I mean? Because, yeah, like, if someone wants to mock up a card and ask us who do we think would win, yeah. I'll give you my opinion, but like he, that's probably too broad of a question to be like, which yeah. gym do you think will win? You know what I mean? Like, and both teams are having their own success separately. You know what I mean? Um, obviously, um, Team KF seem to always have a really high win percentage rate. Uh, anytime Chris feels shares them, like it tends to be 70, 80% win rate. Uh, obviously, Omran Shaban went and picked up a, a UAE Warriors welterweight title there recently. Um, and look, they're doing phenomenal. I, 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 I Put it this way, I wouldn't be keen to say one gym is better than the other and knock the other gym. I would be more saying one gym has achieved more uh, uh, than the other. And at the moment, SPG Ireland is the most successful gym in the country uh, by, by yeah, but like, mile as well. You... Like, that's the way it is. Like, you know I mean, they're, they're the facts. Like, Danny McCormick, Invicted Champion, you know, it, it's sort of almost weird to say, oh, yeah, what about the gym without McGregor? McGregor won two belts in the UFC. You know what I mean? Peter Queeley has competed for the Bellator lightweight title. Sinead Kavanagh compared for, competed for the Bellator featherweight title. Uh, I, I know you might go, yeah, but they didn't win them, but like to be in world title fights in big organizations means something. Yeah, uh, but why don't they get Team KF fighters to come and fight on Bellator in Belfast and then see what happens? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be against that. Um, I think it's just more, I feel like uh, from speaking to a lot of the Team KF lads, they want to go to the UFC, and that's that's their goal. But um, look, I'd be here for it. I'd be definitely interested to see. I, I'd love to see uh, someone like maybe, I don't know if James Webb has many fights left on his contract, to see him maybe fight in a PFL Bellator, because um, I'd like to see him get a good payday um, before he leaves, if that, that was on the table for him. But again, like who knows, maybe his goal is to capture the cage warriors uh, middleweight championship or the light heavyweight championship. I'm sure he's there, thereabouts. But uh, I think he's actually booked in to fight again. Yeah, he actually is, light heavyweight. Uh, yeah. So uh, I don't know. I'm just sort of spouting out ideas. Uh, I'm not spouting them out saying like this should be on the Bellator Belfast card because I know he's already booked. But again, these are just things I, I think uh, could be cool to see. I think we like a bit of domestic on domestic at times. Yeah, well, like they're after matching Liam McCourt against Sinead, so you never know what could happen. Mm. But um, here's another question from Matt Ten Ten Warren. Shout out, Matt lads. One question: What do we know about McGregor's comeback? Is it happening? <laughs> oh. Matt, straight, straight, straight into the fire. Matt, uh, like... yeah, I, I, I definitely think he will come back. I think he will fight again. I think he will fight Michael Chandler. I don't think it's going to be UFC 300. I feel like if it was going to be UFC 300, we'd hear more about it. I think he'll fight Chandler. I think he'll fight Chandler 
probably July, I'd say. I know he said June, but like Dana White seemed to not be on board with that. I'd say maybe July. And I wouldn't be shocked to see it uh, at 170. I think I'm not a big fan of the 185. I just think that's too too easy for him to walk in at 185 and buy. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Pat? I don't think I don't think it's going to be 300. Um, mm. I know he said something about international fight week. Um, I actually think he's probably going to wait to announce it when Roadhouse comes out. Yeah, you know what I mean. So then he can like finish that chapter off and then move on to the next. But obviously, that's like when that's announced. Like I mean. Like he feeds everyone when that happens. Yeah. Like Irish MMA blows up more. People care more about what's happening. The whole country be talking about it. The whole world be talking yeah. about it as well. So like the news is only a matter of time because uh, it's definitely going to happen. And Ross, just the, I'll, just, I'll take a look at this question here, lads. What do you make of the Cage Warriors Dublin's card so far? And who do you want to? Who else do you want to see on it? Ross. What? I actually think this is going to be a funny one. Uh, shout out to Paul Hughes, who gave out to us for making up that uh, poster. Uh, said it, it looks too real, and people get on to him about buying tickets when uh, he's not confirmed to be on the card. So apologies, Mr. Hughes. Um, yeah, so it, it's a bit of a funny one, because I feel like for the first time in a while, Cage Warriors has more Irish fighters than it can fit on the card. Um, when you look at the card itself, um, I think so far we have Adam Shelley, Jordan O'Neill, Emer Darcy, Decky McAleenan. I feel like someone else is booked on there. And Takamandu are all booked on the card. Maybe I'm Yeah, well, so, so far, that's five. So normally, like, they only run about 12 fights on a card. So, like, that means there's only sort of seven left. And you have your likes of uh, James Sheen looking to get on the card. Um, Solomon Simon looking to get on the card. Jer Harris looking to get on the card. You probably have Ryan Chetty looking again on the card. Um, I'm trying to think who else is there. Uh, Leon Hill will be looking again on the card. Uh, Paddy McCurry's yet to be announced on the card. He's definitely someone who I want to see on the card. Um, and then Alex O'Sullivan as well and Sinead Newlon. Like I'm just listening out people who are Irish. And then uh, Dara Ward as well, actually, to get on the card as well. Maybe so, like, Colin McClurkin. Yeah, Colin McClurkin potentially as well. So there's a lot of fighters there who are... On the cusp of being like announced, James say. Sheen. Yeah, I, I think I said him first. Oh, yeah. Um, so like, there's plenty of ones there to like still be booked on the card. Um, I I just hope they put on maybe a larger show than they normally would. Uh, and we get all the Irish talent there. My only fear at the moment is that someone might miss out on the card. And uh, I I know we sort of said it, but I I'd love to see Paul Hughes versus George Hardwick for the belt. Uh. If not, I think James Sheen could probably fight for against Bakar for the belt um, as well. Or maybe both fight for the belt. I, I don't know. I think um, their fights I, I, I'd love to see. I think uh, Cage Warriors Dublin will be a massive show, one of the bigger shows that they do uh, across the year. Um, I think they'll sell a lot of tickets for it. And I think there should be a title fight at top of the bill. Definitely. I'm really interested to see what Cage Warriors do this year because... Uh... Like, yeah, man, the competition's heating up in the market. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Octagon, yeah. Octagon Ireland are coming in, signed a few people. Um, PFL and Bellator, a few have been signed. A, f- a few are sort of feel like they're in no man's land. I saw Kenny Moko and Oana got released there. 
um, yeah. as per request. So, like, it's going to be interesting to see where all these guys go and where they all fight. But uh, one thing is for sure is that it's the most competitive I've seen the market in a very long time. And there's plenty of good organizations that are trying to put on plenty of good fights at the moment. So, look, I can't wait to I can't wait to see where these guys end up and, you know, follow their careers across multiple different motions. I think it's good. What's good for the goose is good for the gander bass. No, yeah, well, it's, well, the more Irish fighters fighting is uh, means more, like, more content for us to put out, which is uh, which is always good. Um, just another quick one there. Do you like when an event's getting announced? Say, like it's in a, like say if it's a UC or a PFL or whoever. Mm. Do you think they're better off always like announcing the main event first, or th- does there does a body that it could be like a, 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 any sort of fight that's going to be just on the card, or do you think? Well, I think ideally you have you announce the fight with the main event. That's what people are buying tickets for, Um that's the way I'd like to. Do. I know it obviously can't always be done. I know Cage Warriors sort of announced a lot of dates in advance that way, and I'm not really against the, uh, that way. If you know what I mean, that like here's the date, get your tickets or whatever. Because uh, I feel like you can sort of make up who you're going to see on the card in general with someone like Cage Warriors. It'd be more. You know, a bigger show like if UFC announced UFC Dublin, they'll sell out with just UFC Dublin without naming who was on the card. But you'd rather know who the main event is. And a lot of the times, I think I think every time there's a pay per view nearly UFC come with the name Bar UFC 300 on what the main event is, um, or very shortly there afterwards. So I think UFC do it best by giving you who the headliner is. I know it's quite ironic to say that at the moment with UFC 300 around the corner, yeah. but uh. Normally they give you the main event with with the card. Yeah, we might have to get someone on from Cage Warriors to uh, talk about what their plan is for the rest of the yeah. year and what you, what we should be expecting from them. Mm. I think especially the way like the way Octagon sort of it's like getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, uh, PFL Europe, um, Bellator, and uh, of course the UFC. So uh, we will be keeping people up today. Uh, also, it. Cage Legacy 20 will be going down in Dublin on the 17th of February, the same night as UC 298. Ian Gary's going to be on that card as well. As we said earlier, Oban will be discussing that card more next week. And uh, the week after that, Cage Conflict will be on in Belfast. And also PFL will be taking on Bellator that night as well. So, like, there's a lot of MMA heating up now. Like, mm. obviously, there was a few events in January, but uh, the, the, the MMA scene is opening up more and more. Yeah. By each week, um, Ross, is there anything else you want to say? I know, like we were meant to mention that the Fury Usyk fight has been rescheduled to May. We'll we'll talk about that in a couple of months' time. Yeah. But uh, is there anything else you want to sort of say before we wrap things up? No, uh, just I uh, got good feedback on the new format for the show. I think we like recording this way as well. It suits us. Um, yeah. I suppose if someone did want to get on the show or something like that, um, let us know. Um, but obviously it has to be relevant to what's going on at the moment and like a lot of times we do have the guests booked in advance so like let us know but if uh, there was someone with a professional fight coming up or something like that uh, let us know in advance and we can see if we can we can slot you in and see where we go from there yeah for the next few weeks things might be get a bit busier especially in Ross's household but uh, every Sunday we'll be putting out the question boxes so you can always get involved in that and like like we're always putting out non-stop content on the instagram as well so we do appreciate everyone checking it out because uh without you there is no show although me and ross would just do a show and no one be listening 
tip. <laughs> cool, know, um, no, but Ross, that sort of wraps things up this week. Like two uh, Kale Knockran and Alban Elliot. Two A-listers, two yeah. UFC fighters on this week. That's what you get when you get again on the Android show. Who, uh, who do you think would be better it. on the piss? <laughs> uh, probably Oban Elliot, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'd say the Lacrans are some crack anyway. Uh, I'd say they have you out all hours. But um, look, Oban Elliot got the, got the one-liners. But uh, Asher, look, Kalen's probably not. Kalen probably tell you whether he hates you or love you with a few jars in him. No bother. <laughs> um, he definitely hate you. You definitely hate us, man. Man, what are you talking to me? Where's this Android's glasses? Sleep, he was telling us earlier off air. <laughs> but, uh, guys, thanks a million for listening. Um, again, lo- like, share, subscribe. It really helps us. Um, every subscribe counts. Every like counts. Every share counts. We really, really appreciate it. We appreciate the support that you guys have given us over the years and continue to give us. We love you all. Uh, and as always, stay, stay energized. Energized show. Up the Irish. And sussing you guys a couple of times, I've seen a couple of clips, I think you've done some interviews with Dylan Moran and that, but I, I, I saw, so keep going, keep up the good work guys.